you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Andrew. Hey, sham people. Welcome to a very special episode of Sham Fiction. It is, in fact, uh, week two of our Shamcom special in which we sham sitcoms Woo! that we've never seen before yeah 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 <gasps> let me hear it yeah yeah so this is a, a fun <laughs> yeah you got it you got should it should i put man. a beat under this oh please nah. yeah break it down yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you spoke honestly first marcus just stick to it All right, <laughs> no beat no beat, <laughs> but we're super excited about this, uh, not just because we're going to be writing sham fiction about sitcoms, which is something we haven't done yet at this point, yeah. but because when the, uh, the, the the fiction is written, it is going to be read and performed by uh, a full cast, or you know, pretty close to a full cast, uh, where we're going to bring in some of our favorite actors and actresses to uh, perform these pieces, so we're very excited our writer for this week's episode is Andrew, Me. who has, for some reason, never seen Frasier. He has never talked salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> so, Andrew, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> that was the saddest NBC tones. <laughs> that was like a minor NBC ding. <laughs> Must see TV Thursday. Yeah, I, I for a must see, I did not see. I don't know this movie, not movie. This TV show. This was in the nineties. I was a kid in the nineties. This show is about some dude who's like a. What is? I don't even know what it's about. Adults are in it. I didn't watch television Uh. with adults in it, Eric. I was a child. (laughs) <laughs> I watched Andrew cartoons. Andrew was running around outside throwing dirt clods at his friends in South Dakota. That's not too far <laughs> from the truth, Eric. Marcus and I were sitting at home on our couches watching adult television. Sipping our sherry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, gosh. that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's my excuse. That's fine. I, I'm not actually angry that you haven't seen it, because if you had seen it, then we wouldn't be able to do this show, and that's yeah. less fun than the and option. you have one of the greatest joys in your sitcom viewing life ahead of you. Oh, I'm going to check this out someday. Absolutely. 
Uh, first of all, I just want to give you some facts about this really quick. Uh, Frasier was created by David Angel, Peter Casey, and David Lee. It's based on the Frasier character from Cheers, and Cheer and I believe uh, Glenn Charles and Les Charles have the rights to the Frasier character. So he is, in, or those two are in fact credited as writers on every single episode, even though I don't actually know if they wrote anything. Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. They just have the the character credit. Um, it's starring Kelsey Grammer, David Hyde Pierce, Jane Leaves, John Mahoney, Perry Gilpin, and let's not forget Moose the dog <gasps> as Eddie. Eddie. And then eventually Moose's son. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what, what happened to Moose? He went and went up to a farm up north. Oh, okay. He was actually, he was, he was just, uh, he got too old to keep acting. Yeah. So, well, that he happens. was adapted by someone in the cast. I can't remember who. And they, they apparently brought him out for one last bow at the end oh, of the show. Oh, my God. And it was that's a touching adorable. moment. Wow. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, I think so, it's Enzo is his son. Enzo the dog. Well, these first ones will be Moose himself. Um, Andrew, have you ever seen Cheers? Yep. Yeah, I've seen, seen Cheers. I've seen the first. I've seen up until Woody comes on the show. I stopped after, uh, after spoiler alert, Coach died. Because um, uh, I was too sad. I couldn't go uh, Is that before or after Frazier started on the show? I'm yeah, not no, Frazier's on the show. Yeah. Okay, so you, you know this guy. Well, mm-hmm. I mean... As far being, as that show goes. Yeah. You, you sort of know who this guy is a little bit. Um, well, this show came out pretty much on the heels of, of Cheers ending. Uh, this came out in 1993. The pilot was directed by the legendary James Burroughs. Uh, and Wait, I know that name, Eric. Where did I hear that it's, name? It's as if uh, we all learned it uh, from you last week when we did the Big Bang <laughs> Theory, because uh, he directed that as well. And spoiler alert, he's going to direct the pilot for next week's episode as well. So, What? I guess he does a lot of pilots is the yeah. thing. Uh, if you want to watch Frasier, watch it on Netflix. That's what I'm doing right now. I, uh, I, I, re, I re-upped my membership on Netflix just to watch this, but also because I had to come to grips with the fact that I can't live without Netflix. Hey! <laughs> hey! Uh, but other than that, get it on DVD, Blu-ray, the whole standard deal if you like uh, ordering things. Uh, yeah. That's 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 the basics. So, Marcus... What's the show? Tell me a little bit about the show! Oh, man. I love Frasier. This is one of my favorite shows. I've watched the entire series through at least three times. Holy I have it on crap. DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's eleven seasons. Yeah, that's eleven that's seasons. So much of your that life. Is, that is thirty-three yeah. seasons of Frasier that Marcus and I can has tell watched. You, there's a lot more that I'm gonna watch. Uh, <laughs> it comes up on rotation, and yeah, I, I just I love it. I watched it when it was originally on the air as well. Uh, like I said, as a child, <laughs> sipping sherry, uh, <laughs> not not knowing that Eric was in his other city sipping sherry as well. Uh, we could have, you know, united over our love of opera or whatever. Um, this show, it's it's very clever, and I think a lot of people who have maybe a vague impression of Frasier who haven't watched it think that it's elitist and that the humor isn't going to be something that can be enjoyed by a mass audience, and that's the opposite of true. So it has a couple characters who are snobs. It has a few working-class characters as well. Mm-hmm. But it's also relatable. The human drama of it's relatable. The comedy is so sharp. It, it does writing with 
comedy and drama that's not your typical sitcom balance. You can have hilarious scenes throughout and then have a scene where it gets real and the laugh track dies out and they have a real emotional moment and then they will flip that back into comedy and there is this sense of storytelling that is not present in a lot of other sitcoms. And oh, very the characters much. are all written brilliantly, performed brilliantly, and unique in a way that you won't see on other sitcoms. That's why I love Frasier. And again, if you have Netflix, F and watch it. Just do it's it. It's good writing. Yeah. Uh, no so, pressure. All right, here we go. Yeah, so for this show, because we're doing this special shamfic thing, we're, we're just, or this shamcom. Shamcom. Like a sitcom, sham-com. but it's a shamcom. You should know that because we just did one last week. I, I can't remember our, our, our silly names. Uh, we'll just kind of give you who the characters are. We'll give you some of the locations yep. that you can set this in. And then we'll kind of lay out the sort of structure that you can follow. Okay. So just starting off with characters, we have the man himself, Fraser Crane. You know him. You, you know his face. I do. He's, the he's intellectual. He's, he is the, the X-Men's The Beast <laughs> from the best X-Men movie. Right, guys? Right? Uh, yeah. You mean the cameo at the end of Days of Future Past? I was at the end of that movie. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Uh, anyway, it's him. Uh, his deal is that he is a psychiatrist. Uh, he recently, uh, within a few months of the start of the show, uh, was living in Boston because mm-hmm. you saw him in Cheers. Um, but then he got a divorce from his wife and he moved back to his home city of Seattle. Uh, so this whole show takes place in Seattle. And he's still sort of a practicing psychiatrist, but he gets a gig as a psychiatric radio show host, which is, it sounds like a a weird thing that I definitely would not listen to in real life, (laughs) but they make it fun. Um, So he is a radio host at uh, specifically the KACL talk radio station. Um, what what would you say about Fraser Crane, Marcus Man? So Fraser, the man, he he is so pretentious. Okay, he uh, is into all the classical. Like how we talked last week on Big Bang Theory about the nerd stereotypes. Fraser is the elitist stereotype. Oh, he is the yuppie Fine French yuppie dining. stereotype. Uh, he he'll drink his coffee at Cafe Nervosa every day. He will listen to opera, read psychology, and devour it like we devour superhero movies. Uh, but at his base, although he's very egotistical okay. and he, he wants to you know, be recognized, and that's why the appeal of the radio show is there for him, he does want to do good. And he'll always end up doing the right thing. That's a very important thing to know about Frasier. He has this moral center where he'll bend his morals, but they always snap back by the end of the episode. So whenever he lies, it will come out and he'll tell the truth by the end. Yeah, very good point. very unlucky in love. Oh, man. (laughs) There's an an episode early on. I don't remember which which one it is, but it's literally Frasier is doing (laughs) something immoral. 
uh, in that he uh, he gave some psychiatric advice uh, in his own interest and not in the interest of his patient. And as a result, when he's doing this immoral <laughs> thing, he gets physically oh, no. ill, yeah. which is something they drop in the show. It's, he's, he it's doesn't. hysterical. Uh, so next in our roster, and this is where the plot of the show comes in, because there is a yes. general plot to the show. Uh, Martin Crane, which is who is Fraser's father. Uh, Martin, he is an ex-cop. He is the exact opposite of Frasier, which is why comedy happens. Yay! Uh, he is a blue-collar dude, um, literally, because he was a cop. Eh? Uh, he likes uh, ball games and hot dogs and beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he uh, ends up moving in with Frasier in Frasier's fancy, like, super classy penthouse style apartment overlooking the Seattle city skyline with the space needle outside his window. He's got his like baby grand piano over here. He's got the eclectic furniture, the really expensive stuff. And Martin uh, throws this all, this whole lifestyle away because he shows up uh, they didn't want to throw him in, an, in a retirement home, so he's coming to live with Frasier, because Frasier's the good son, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, he moves in with, with, his, with his, his, the old man, with his cane, with his Barca lounger, and with his dog, Eddie. Eddie! And that, that throws it all out of balance. Yeah, and, and what, what the key here is, he is older, because obviously he's the father, but Martin was a cop. And he got shot in the hip in the line of duty. And that's why he has the cane. So he's not using a cane because he's feeble and old. He's using a cane because of that injury. Yeah. And he moves in with Fraser because he slipped in the shower, right? So it's this whole thing that's really hard for this guy who used to be the law, he used to be the authority, to give up and move in with his son. And there's a lot of conflict there. Uh, Also, the mother... Uh, Martin's wife, Hester, had died years ago. And she was the one that Fraser and his brother Niles really took after. Okay. So that's where he got the culture. Martin was never into that stuff. Marty Crane. Uh, he, you know, that salt of the earth guy, he'll, he'll want to go see the Seattle Supersonics. He's not going to want to go to the opera. Right. Yeah, so that brings up uh, Fraser's brother, Niles. The, uh, the, the, what, like my favorite character in the show, Easy, who yes. is basically, he's like an exact clone of, uh, Frasier in that he is snobbish. He is a psychiatrist. Um, he is also a doctor. Um, mm-hmm. but he has the, it's compounded by the fact that he is like kind of a Nancy boy. He's kind of obsessive compulsive in that he carries a handkerchief with him and he'll always wipe down a chair before sitting on it is one of his, <laughs> his little quirks. Um, cause he, I don't know. He's kind of a germaphobe apparently. Um, he is, uh, unlike Frazier, he is a, he is a, like a regular psychiatrist in that he has a standard practice and he mm-hmm. kind of, uh, looks down upon Frazier's, uh, pop, uh, psychiatry radio show uh so there's a bit of banter and 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 play between the two of them yeah he'll often make jokes about you know if you wanted to be a real psychiatrist you wouldn't have done this show 
And it's just this competitive sibling rivalry that you would expect out of children oh, <laughs> played yeah. out by these brilliant psychiatrists. And you know, it's hysterical. That's, that's like one of the things that I think really makes the show tick is that you have these characters. And it's not just these two. It's, it's the people that they interact with in high society sort of types or high society wannabes who mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they sip their sherry. They wear their expensive clothes. They have their expensive furniture. They hang their expensive art. Uh, and yet... It, at the heart of them, their core, they are babies. They're 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 <laughs> tiny okay. children doing childish things. Yes, yeah. no, absolutely. Uh, so continuing on with our characters, we have uh, two more characters who are important because there are women on this show. What? Well, you, you did you missed something on Niles? What's that up? We need to What's up? Before we introduce Daphne, what? Which is that Niles is married. Oh, that's right. To, that's right. To Maris. Maris. Who is super, 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 super wealthy. She is an heiress. Maris the heiress. Yeah. And uh, she has this joke where we just never see her on the show. Yeah, that's She's the She literally gag. never makes an appearance. That's the trope, is that he always talks about Maris, but there's some reason that Maris is not here. Because we yes. literally, in 11 years, never see Maris. She's like, always they alluded hold to, to that? Like, you oh, never yeah. see her? Oh, yeah. Never. Or hear her. Yeah, nothing Whoa. at all. And wow. and the thing about Maris that you it that you learn just because it's it's always through Niles delivering something, some news about Maris, which is hilarious. Is yeah. that uh, oh she couldn't be here t- here t- today because she saw a squirrel and it upset her, or uh, <laughs> she couldn't come because uh, you know she has frail ankles and she went up a stair bad and like she is this this very tiny like from all the descriptions she is. Tiny and frail and somewhat sickly. sickly. Woman. Yeah, just well, like it's not not necessarily as, as sickly as like aristocratic pampered billionaire. Oh, right? you can't oh, cannot okay. handle the real world in, yes, any, exactly. in any way. She's always getting some new procedure done in Germany before the doctors yeah. find out that it's illegal. Like <laughs> she's. It's it's hilarious. So always the excuse for why Maris can't be there is yeah, fantastic. So she's okay. she's like a present character, and I'm glad you you brought her up because she is a part of the fabric of the show, even though she doesn't actually exist. Yeah, and and Martin and Fraser hate her. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, because she's just weird. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but that that brings us to Daphne. Daphne. So Daphne Moon. You might think that's a weird name. That is a weird you'd name. Be, you'd be right. Um, she is Martin's physical therapist, oh, and okay. uh, she was brought in specifically in the in the pilot episode because uh, all of these like extra care duties, like Martin needs help uh, doing mm-hmm. basic chores. You know, he can't really do dishes because he'll break things. He can't. He just he can't do everything on his own, and it needs he needs Fraser's help. Fraser can't handle this because he's got a lifestyle. They bring Daphne in to help, um, be, partly because Martin really took a shine to her, um, because she's super weird. Like she is, she's wacky. She is, uh, <laughs> she's uh, British. She okay. is per- perhaps psychic. She's a bit psychic. Uh, a big, a bit psychic. That's great. Uh, I'm a she, bit psychic. <laughs> she's from Manchester. Um, she uh, she tells wacky stories about her previous life in England. And uh, Marcus, give me an example of a wacky yeah, story. It's just it's just throwaway gags, like 
how <laughs> Papa Moon was always out drinking and he wanted to show up for days at a time. And she'll tell stories about her hooligan brothers and how they're always trying to take a peek at her in the shower, except uh-huh. for Brother Billy. <laughs> and just like these, these little stories and we just find out that Billy's gay throughout the, the series of <laughs> experiences that she had. That's and great. Just, just stuff like that. Yeah, he was into ballroom dancing. And... <laughs> Just throw away, like, I, I was an actress on a small English TV show when I was a teenager. What? <laughs> just, just, like, stuff that has no bearing on the storyline whatsoever, but just throw away some weird, weird stories oh, man. from her it just, past. It fills in her character so much. <laughs> it informs on her. She'll, um, like I said, she's a bit psychic. Uh, she'll kind of get, like... <laughs> And this is something they do a lot more in the earlier seasons of the show. They kind of it, it it fades away okay. because it gets tiring to write jokes about. Oh, I'm getting a premonition about you. Like think, uh, it's kind of Phoebe from Friends, but less airheaded okay. and more uh, and more weird. <laughs> okay, but she does like the I'm reading your aura sort of thing. Eh, kind of in in that sort of vein, but more specifically like. <gasps> Uh, when she meets Martin, like, oh, you were a police officer, weren't you? Yeah, how'd you know? It's like, oh, I got a, I got a, a thing, okay. and then she turns to Fraser and like, oh, you're a, you're a florist, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, no. Well, it comes and goes. Yeah, it it is pretty funny though, because they'll do a lot of things where she actually is psychic. Yeah. <laughs> so those, feel free to make jokes where it's actually working. Right. And that's that's the thing. They're not making fun of her by like saying she's crazy and she thinks she's psychic. Like literally, there's something going on here, and they acknowledge it. And at one Although point, Fra- Fraser and Martin make fun of her to no end. Well, of course, but Fraser says at one point, like, "Yes, uh, this is da- this is uh, Daphne. She's psychic. We've decided to find that charming." <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, just a great thing to say. Um, and then to round out. The characters. Well, well, yeah, yeah, well, you want to stick with Daphne? Come on. What else is there to say about Daphne? There's, there's everything to say. We just moved on from Niles and we uh, introduced Daphne. Why? And that is the heart of the show is that what? Niles is in love with Daphne. Oh, that's right. That is the most important story I out forgot. of the 11 seasons. That's always the, the foundation of Frasier yep. is Niles being in love with Daphne. Okay, fine. Uh, so even though he's married, that is the through line in the show. He's obsessed with Daphne. And, you know, looking back, sometimes it's pretty creepy. Like, he'll smell her hair. <laughs> or what? Yeah, just be staring at her when she bends over. It's done in a charming way. Is it, yeah. it, does she see him that way, or is it just one-sided to start? To one. start, to start, we don't see any of the reciprocal. Okay. Uh, but it's definitely something that Martin and Fraser are aware of, so they'll always be asking, like, how are things with Maris? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that's that's key. That is the driver behind everything. So okay. Now now can move I, on. Can to I Roz. can I talk about Roz? Like my fav- my favorite Roz. Please do. So Roz Doyle. Okay. Is uh, Fraser's coworker. Uh, she works at the radio station with Fraser. She is his like producer slash. Mm-hmm. The person who uh, screens all the calls, and every once in a while, Fraser will bring her in to the show and say, "What do you think about that, Roz?" <laughs> and she hates that. She's yeah. um, she's very capable. She's an ex- like very intelligent, very good talker, good radio voice. Um, but she doesn't 
necessarily like the show is what I gather about <laughs> yeah. her. It's not really her cup of tea, um, but they're they're friends and they become more and more friends. Um, one of the things that's uh, that's fun about her um, is that she uh, she uh, she dates a lot of dudes. There, it's it's in a, other shows they may slut shame somebody like Roz Doyle, but not Frasier, not Frasier. Mm-hmm. It's too classy for that. It's uh, it is acknowledged that she she's been around the block a few times. Okay, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what she wants to do. Yeah, no. So it, there's a lot of it's, jokes it's about a, that. It's a lifestyle choice. She she is safe. They mm-hmm. they actually talk about that on the show, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she just likes to go out to a bar, see who's there, and see where she ends up the next day. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, Fraser isn't above, you know, sort of uh, calling attention to this, but it's not ever done in like a mean spirited way. It's just like, oh, Roz, who's this sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Um, it is acknowledged. Um, but she's a pro, and she gets stuff done. Like, yes. she's just, she's kind of a badass. Well, in, she's, in she's been in way. radio for a while. She actually yeah. knows how to run the show. Right. So even though Frazier's technically her boss, she's the one who's making the show work. Yeah, and so we have uh, in this show, in uh, Frasier, we have our you know our upper crust sort of characters, our snobby uh, Frasier and Niles. But then we have all these other characters who are much more blue-collar, more working class, uh, with Martin, Daphne, and Roz. And uh, that's, that's where the dynamic is. It's those okay. five... Uh, together in variations uh, and Marcus you want to tell Andrew where these scenes are located yeah so especially in the first season a lot of the episodes will start out in the radio station Yeah, which is mostly just the booth you have Frasier on one side there's pane of glass and then there's Roz on the other so you can have closed off conversations on either side of the booth and usually those will start with Frazier diagnosing a patient whose story will relate to the main thread of the rest of the episode. Uh, the patient won't come back, but the theme will be introduced there. Okay. Then, of course, we have Frazier's apartment, which is multifaceted, kind of like we talked about in The Big Bang Theory. You have the main living room space. There's a kitchen. The dynamic in the show is that even though this is kind of an open kitchen, you can't hear anything from the kitchen to the living room, which facilitates a lot of misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. There's a balcony, same rules. And then immediately outside of Fraser's apartment is the elevator, which would actually not be something you'd want to pay a lot of money for to be that close to the elevator, a high traffic area. Yeah. It works really well on a sitcom. Sure. And then your last location is, of course, Cafe Nervosa. Yes. Which is the Seattle coffee shop that Fraser and Niles meet at every day. There has to be a coffee shop. It's Seattle. It's yeah. Seattle. And this ain't no Cafe Perk, Andrew whoa, Neal. Whoa. You mean, this, you mean the, Central the, Perk? Central Excuse Perk. Uh, we haven't gotten to that one yet, so I, just, I, I don't remember what it's <laughs> I called. I haven't seen it. But uh, Cafe Nervosa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Coffee this is shop. kind of a, uh, you know, it's a you know classy looking place. It's this, the sort of place that Niall still feels a need to wipe down the chair before he sits. Okay. <laughs> but they're regulars. Yeah. yeah, so that's, oh, yeah. that's the big thing. So it's probably like equidistant between Niles's workplace and Fraser's office uh, the radio station 
So you'll see Roz, you'll see Frazier, and you'll see Niles there all the time. And of course, Daphne and Martin will come through when they're walking the dog. Yeah. So it's just another place that all the characters can meet up. Right, okay. and it is mostly uh, Frazier and Niles. That is really mm-hmm. where they meet up. Uh, it's it's it'll, Niles will come over to Frazier's apartment, but it's if they're going to get together and they want it to be a private conversation or they just want to, you know, catch up or whatever it is, it's going to be at Cafe Nervosa, that is. Yes. So you will see these three basic locations, the apartment, the radio station, and Cafe Nervosa in every single episode. Yep. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So that's pretty simple. Uh, And so now I'm just thinking, like, man, uh, are there any questions that you have for us, Andrew? Yeah, so the structure of the show, the sort of stories that it's telling, um, it seems like we see Roz go out on dates. Is that a common thing? Or do we, we not hear really... about Roz's dates? Oh, you just hear about them. them. Okay. Yeah, it's just sort of pepper for the conversations. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting show, and I don't think we've really driven this home yet, that this show is all about Frasier. I mean, you'd guess by the title, perhaps, but in like a lot of sitcoms, we're spending equal time with with uh, yeah. different characters. This is like we are with Frasier. Yeah. There, so it, no scenes. There are no scenes without Frasier. There are occasionally, okay. but mostly it's about Frasier, and the other things that are happening in in everybody else's lives are heard about and not seen necessarily. There are exceptions, of course, uh, especially as the show goes on. We get more and more as we get to know uh, Roz. We'll see more of her life as we get to know Niles. We'll see more of his life. That's that sort of thing. But remember to f- kind of filter everything through Fraser's experience. That's a very good point. Like the okay, scenes like, with the other characters are related to Fraser. Yep. What are we going to do about this thing Fraser's going through? Mm-hmm. I like that filter through him. Yes. Uh, any other questions? Yeah, so the sort of things, like, I mean, this is a sitcom, so he's got a, like, relationship stuff. I'm guessing he dates, oh, yeah. he gets around a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a monster and, of the week sort of uh, show. <laughs> only with dates, like with different girls that he's seeing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he, he's, the typical episode is either Frasier is trying to go on a date, or there's some cause that he gets wrapped up in. So okay. he's on some crusade about a psychiatric thing, or he's doing something with Niles at the opera club. So it's like they're plan- they love doing parties, planning high society parties. Um, those are the two main storylines. Okay. Yeah. And it's comedy of errors always. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, completely misunderstandings, best laid plans that fall apart for one reason or another. Um, like we said before, like like Marcus said, uh, Frazier dipping into something that is uh, a little bad, a little naughty, a little morally gray, before mm-hmm. coming back around to the to the light side of the force at the end. That's cool. Yes. All yeah, right, yeah. So Frazier. Okay. Frazier pushes those morals, but he always bounces back. Yeah. You got it. All right. So- Let's last last things we got to get out, right? We've got there's the dog Eddie. Uh-huh. That's Martin's dog. Yes. Fraser hates him, but he lives with them. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie will stare at Fraser and it drives him crazy. Just sit there there's, and stare. 
Yeah, we, we talked about Niall's infatuation with Daphne. That's really important. He'll often come up with excuses to visit Fraser just so that he can be around Daphne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a like, lot of fun. Oh, Niles, why yeah. are you here? Oh, reasons. Yeah, they, they do have cell phones. Um, so that's something oh, to that's keep good in to mind, know. even though this is early 90s. they Because they're so rich, they have cutting-edge tech. Yeah, that's um, helpful. And one thing to think about in terms of how you're structuring this is that this show uses title cards. Oh, yeah. So each time it introduces a new scene, it'll have a screen, white text on black, that says some sort of line. And either it's sort of setting up the theme of the scene, or it's a punchline to something that you don't have the setup for until the end of the scene. Those are my favorites. It's like Like, Clerks. Yeah, it's like Clerks, but really clever. (laughs) (laughs) Clerks is a good good movie. I like I like Clerks, but this is like just another layer of joke telling that's so funny and so unique to Frasier. Well, in the pilot, it was very simple. It was just setting up the characters. We'd we'd have scenes right. with different characters. So the father, I think, was when you meet Martin, that sort of right. thing. Okay, or Eddie when you meet Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Title cards between. Oh scenes. gosh, and the chair. Gotta mention the chair. The Barca lounger. The Barca Lounger. So Fraser has all this beautiful furniture. His couch is a Coco Chanel reproduction. But his dad moves in with this Barca Lounger, this reclining chair, hideous, striped, green, puke print, uh, lots of duct tape covering up the holes that he's had forever. He says he watched the moon landing in it at one point. Oh, God. <laughs> so this is something that Fraser just hates and embarrasses him to no end when company and ladies come over. It's yep. great. I had a good chair once. I no longer <laughs> have that chair. I remember. It was a you good, very good that chair. It's about what... always watch Third West to remember. Uh, uh-huh. I will. That's what I do. I just stay up late at night and... <laughs> Watch our Watching old web series. The sound off. <laughs> Just to see that chair. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, let, let me sum this up really quick, and then you can give me my bonus points. Um, so this is Frasier. This is a comedy. It's got a good balance of comedy and drama sometimes. It's not afraid to get real. It follows Frasier Crane, who is a radio talk show psychiatrist guy. Yeah. Um, for, uh, who, on, on KACL. Mm-hmm. Um. Roz is his producer, and she's a badass, and she gets shit done. Um, Martin Crane is his father. He just moved in uh, because he's having health problems, got a bad hit from a gunshot. Uh, he brought Eddie, who is a dog, who will definitely be in the story because I love that dog. <laughs> um, Niles is his brother, who is like him, but a lot worse. A bit of a Nancy, as Eric yeah. says. Um <laughs> Does Martin call him a Nancy? Is that something that's said? Do they call him a... It's just a weird word. You used a weird word, so Uh, I was wondering if the show uses it. He might use that sort of language, but I don't know if he would uh, directly insult his own children with language like that. No, he loves his sons, so that's important to know. Okay, good. Very positive. I like that. Yeah, Though he is the type to use a word like Nancy to describe a weakling. Okay, okay. Uh, so Niles, he's obsessive compulsive. He carries a handkerchief and wipes down surfaces. There's sibling rivalry between these two. They're grown men who fight like babies. Um, <laughs> and he's married to Maris the heiress, who never shows up. Um, <laughs> Daphne Moon, who is Martin's physical therapist. Niles is in love with Daphne, even though she is completely oblivious. She's wacky and tells weird stories about her childhood. And this show is about... Frazier getting into stuff. 
And there you go. That's about it. That's it. So, uh, and this is something we did on the last episode, so don't be surprised. Uh, most <laughs> <laughs> viewers, stop being surprised. Uh, most sitcoms have theme songs. And Whoa. although Frasier doesn't really have a theme, sort of, it has an end credit song, uh, you are going to write us a theme song for Frasier. Your version of Frasier, if this was your produced show, what does the theme song sound like? Make it about 30 seconds. Use what you know about the show, which is not much. Uh, tell me a story. Maybe don't. Uh, you will have some help. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like last week, Reed Reimer, our, our good, good friend, our uh, father of twins. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say good things about and him. And man crush. You can just and, say it. Oh, my gosh. We, we're in love with this guy. He is helping us out. He's going to provide some music. So whatever you write, he will set to music. Uh, he is also, by the way, the guy that wrote the theme song to Sham Fiction. So yeah. you've all heard his work. Uh, so that's exciting. Make that happen. I'm excited to do that. Yeah, so you, you need to do the theme song. And like last week, we want you to write a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. So break it into three parts mm-hmm. with good stingers at the commercial breaks and a good conclusion. And your choice on whether or not to do a cold open. Okay. Uh, although Frasier doesn't do cold opens. Again, it is your choice because this is a sham com. It's not oh. a sitcom. Yeah, but this show is weird in that any of its openings could be a cold open because there is no break for credits. There's no theme song. Like literally, right. Frasier, how it starts is is a little bit of diddly music with the Seattle skyline drawn in, and it says mm-hmm. Frasier, done, and then the show starts. Oh, and you get so. the title cards. Title cards have to be in your thing. That's not bonus points. That's part of writing a Frasier episode. Yeah. Yep, I wrote that down. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, bonus points now, really quick, and we'll let you go right, finally. Uh, yes. Mine, what I want to see you do in this is I really want to see a good, childish moment for Frasier. I want him to become a five-year-old. Like, just break all pretense of, of class and sophistication and uh, composure. Just become a five-year-old. That's what I want to see. <laughs> nice. Uh, for my bonus points, you know, we have to see all of the characters because that's in their contract and their series regulars. That's how it works <laughs> yep. on a sitcom. But the dynamic I want to see is that Daphne and Niles relationship. I want to see Niles do something that we would consider totally creepy today, <laughs> but you somehow make it seem sweet because Niles is not a threat. That's, that's, I think that's what makes it so acceptable. Yeah. Uh, because one, David I. Pierce is so likable in the show, mm-hmm. but two, he doesn't get nasty and sexual with it. It's like a fairy tale romance uh, in this weird kind of. I mean, it, it is <laughs> aggressive in the way that we wouldn't want to see today, but uh, I don't think it's out of a nasty place. No, it's not exactly dripping with machismo when he does it. So it's right. kind of non threatening and cute in the way that a child would. See, everything is childish to me. This is why I like the show, it's just children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so give me the best uh best excuse for Niles to visit and see Daphne or to do something with Daphne. That'll be your bonus. Oh, point. that's fun. Best excuse to see each other or see her. That's great. So yeah, yeah Andrew, 
I think you got everything. Go off and write, because we want to hear this thing. We got some actors who are going to help you out. Oh, man, I am so pumped for that, guys, to have those folks read this. Yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to write my script, and I'll be back in a little bit. Bye-bye. All right, see ya. Hey, podcast people. If you like subscribing to things, I highly suggest you subscribe to Sham Fiction. Even if you don't like subscribing, it's, it's a good habit to get into. Why? Because when you subscribe, you'll get a new episode of Sham Fiction delivered straight to your magical pocket device every single Sunday. If you're feeling generous, you could rate our show as well. Either way, subscribing on iTunes is the best way to tell us that you're listening to Sham Fiction, and that helps us out greatly. So thanks for listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. Let's get back to it. All right, while Andrew is off writing Frasier, um, we got to introduce our cast, because we have a full cast, just like last week for Big Bang Theory. We have four wonderful actors who are here to perform Andrew's script, whatever the heck it might be. <laughs> uh, so I just want to uh, say hello to you guys. So hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. You know, hi. Hey, there are people here. Thanks for coming. And uh, I just want to kind of run down uh, the line here and, and introduce everybody. So r- first off, we have uh, Miss Katie Vanelli. She is an actor, an improviser, an illustrator, a web graphic designer, email marketing specialist from Minnesota Wild. That's a, that's a hockey team. That's, that's a, a that's hockey, a hockey team. team. <laughs> in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, and and we love to work with her. She's She's been in a few of our uh, Two Jackets productions. Um, she was the star of Lizzie Electric and Meanwhile at the Citadel of Superhero. Superhero is... Uh, Plural. Uh, she is a regular performer at Comedy Sports Twin Cities and at Huge Theater. Uh, and you can check out her art and design work at katherinevanelli.com. The URL will be in the show notes. So, hey, Katie. Hi. How are hey, you doing? Thanks for inviting me back. Good. Uh, so we're going to be doing Frasier for this episode. Awesome. Are you familiar with Frasier? Uh, yeah. You know, I used to watch it uh, on my grandma's uh, floor when I would sleep over at her house. Nice. Do you have a favorite character? Uh, I like Daphne. Daphne. Yeah, Daphne I like Daphne Mormon. quite a bit. We all love Daphne. Yeah. She adds a nice little variety to the show. And she's a little bit psychic. <laughs> a bit yeah, psychic. She's a bit psychic. All right, next up on the line we have Alan Voigt. He is an actor. Uh, my notes say here say a future physician... So perhaps one day he'll be cutting you open. Oh, I thought it meant he performed surgeries on the future. That's interesting. <laughs> like uh, like my spec script, and I was really worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is also an expert dungeon master. That's exciting. Uh, past two jackets collaborations, he's he's been in on and off screen. He is part of our our film Yodo. Uh, I stole a lot of money. His crew on Meanwhile, the Citadel of Superheroes. Uh, he's a past credits that are not two jackets. He's a producer and a writer for Pretty Good Stories, a live show in the style of old time radio, which is very cool. Hi, Alan. How you doing? Hi, neighbor. Hi, Frazier. Frazier. Do you love it? Yes. Yes. How yes. much do you love it? <laughs> I, I, okay. So yeah, I love I love the dog. I love Martin. I love I love all the characters that are in this show, and um, of course, Doctor Frazier Crane and the song at the end. It's all good. It's can, all can good. You sing, Every bit. Can of you it. sing some of the song for us at the end? Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. (laughs) Maybe. I got you pegged. (laughs) But I don't know what to do with those toss salad and scrambled eggs. Ah, I call it again. (laughs) 
I love it. Yay. Uh, Another thing we don't have the rights to. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about that. It's it's less than thirty seconds, right? There are rules about that. It's less than thirty seconds. It's fine. Sure, sure. All right. Just bleeping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was uh, pretty good. And so that's the voice of Joe Rapp. Our next on the line. He is an actor, an improviser, and graphic designer. Uh, his past two jackets collaborations. Uh, he was a star in All's Chair in Love and War, our 2013 48-hour film project for Minneapolis. He's the founder of JRap Consulting and Design. You can find that at jrapdesign.com. He's the managing director and performer with Bearded Men Improv, big improv group in Minneapolis. And he's performing at Huge Theater, 10.30 p.m. Friday nights, beardedmenimprov.com. Again, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, and recently, he's the host of Late Nights Minneapolis, a live late night variety show experience, which is coming back in the fall. So, hey, Joe. Hello. How you doing? Great. Tell just, me. Just dandy. Tell me about Frasier. Uh, love it. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't, I honestly, I, it's one of those sitcoms where I don't think I understood it when I was, like, watching it originally, <laughs> and then, like, rewatched it, and I... I like I like it even more now as I've gotten older. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm in the same boat. Watching it as a kid, I don't know why. It's, it's just it's it's made well. It yeah. was always enjoyable. But Definitely, you didn't get all the references. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you have a favorite character? Um, Frazier's great, obviously, but I, I love Niles. Niles is oh, just yeah. fantastic. Oh, There's God. something great about that character. Awesome. <laughs> uh, last up, and certainly not least, we have Rachel Palaszewski. Uh, she is the director of theater and film. Uh, she is a director of theater and film. No, I'm she, the director. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you ever seen? You ever seen a movie? You ever seen a stage show? That was Rachel. <laughs> wow, impressive. We got her for this. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't come cheap. Uh, she is also an, uh, a wonderful actor and an improviser. Uh, past two jackets collaborations on and off screen. Uh, she was in All Dressed in White, our uh, hoarder, a hoarder horror forty-eight hour film project from twenty fourteen. Uh, she was involved in Meanwhile, the Citadel of Superheroes, Limp Wings, and going back to our halcyon days of Third West Ballard, our wonderful web series that is definitely not cringeworthy at all these days. Anyway. And, and she was on the podcast last week. That's right. I recognize That's her right. from that. That's right. Yeah, no, I think I think all these people were <laughs> on saying, what are we? I, I don't know. I'm sorry, your faces. <laughs> I recognize Rachel from last week. <laughs> uh, but thanks, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's let's bring it. Andrew Neal. Oh, should I ask you some questions? We, we need your voice. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you Rachel? know. I I haven't really watched a lot of Frasier, uh-huh. so maybe that's why you were going to skip me. Yeah, no, I knew, knew I knew you had nothing to say, and I was just like, ah, forget about it. Uh, I if if you did want to know what my favorite character was, oh. I um, of the few episodes I've seen, I enjoyed Daphne. She's a hoot. Got a lot of Daphne fans in the room. Might be a fight for that role. Let's oh. see when Oscar Neal comes back. Uh huh. Let's bring him in right now. Let's check this out. Andrew, come on. Hey guys, I'm back. How you doing? How's everybody doing? Good to see you. Hey, oh hello. god, there's a room full of people. Oh goodness. Oh, <laughs> totally unexpected. <laughs> I didn't know. Do you recognize Rachel from the podcast last week? I do. <laughs> <laughs> These other people though are strangers to me. That's what I said. <laughs> Guys, I have been busy while you've been doing whatever it is you've been doing with these folks. Uh, I have been very busy writing my sham fiction of Frasier, and I am quite excited to share it with you all. Um, 
So what do you what do you say, guys? Should we should we get into this? I got a theme song that we're gonna start it with, uh, of course, Ooh, just like last week's brilliant work of brilliance. Uh, that oh my goodness, I was just laughing the whole way. Are you talking about my song? I am talking about Big Bang Theory. Yep, call back to last week. I should be specific, but you did a good job. Yeah, Um, Yeah, Rachel, did you like that theme song last week? Oh, that was great, you guys. (laughs) Thanks for having me last week. You're very welcome. (laughs) Happy to bring you back, Rachel. (laughs) All right, so, oh, wait a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, guys. This is, uh, you know, I just was so, this is all so unexpected to me. These people here and everything, my goodness. Not Uh, me, though. No, Rachel, you're always welcome. (laughs) Rachel, for fun fact, she's always, like, with us when we record podcasts <laughs> she's just like sitting over our shoulders and she's like an extra laughter laugh track in the background but we need to audition we need to cast these roles oh, yeah. um so let's go ahead and do this uh, i'm gonna go down the line and we're gonna start with the man himself the titular character mr fraser crane so i'm gonna start on this end and let's go through i want to hear your frasers guys katie please well welcome to talk radio <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Moving on. And Mr. Mr. Voigt. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Joe. I have to follow that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and we're moving on. Thank you, Joe. Rachel. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. I am I am not happy to be living with my father. <laughs> not true. That was true. That was, true. That was very true. true. <laughs> she said, All right, so I'm gonna give Fraser to Alan. That is the only character that you will be playing. Ooh. Ooh. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's Fraser, guys. Okay. I, I followed what you told me, the directions, the, the directions that you gave me. And uh, Fraser's in every dang scene oh, of this good. thing. Good. All right. Uh, next, we're going to do Roz and Martin. Um, I'm going to have you guys audition for Martin, though. Okay, so we'll start again with Katie, your best Martin. Well, well what do you expect me to do? I don't, I don't want to live here. Very good. All right, Joe. That was great, also. Oh, come on, Frasier. Give him a chance. It's Eddie. He's my dog. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. All right. Rachel. Sorry. Yes, I, should, I, have to, I shouldn't just point. I should actually say your name. Rachel, please. Your best Martin. Yeah, so I live with my son. I used to be a cop. Uh, my dog's missing or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love this New York Martin Crane <laughs> old, old man in New York. Hey, what you gonna do about it? It's Wado from uh, oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my goodness. Alright, so I'm gonna give Roz and Martin to Katie. Oh, alright. Nelly, alright. <laughs> alright, who's up next? Alright, up next, uh, we're gonna go for Niles. Alright, Joe, your best Niles. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like, uh, a Frappuccino, no, uh, no extra whip, but with, a uh, a sprinkle, just a sprinkle hint, a hint of nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Joe, you're going to be Niles, and, uh, 
Rachel, you are going to be Daphne. Um, I felt a, that I, I'm a bit psychic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, yes. So, Katie, you are Roz and Martin. And Martin. So make sure that that's noted. Uh, right. Joe, you are going to be Niles and then also a character called Justine. Justine. Okay. Right. And then, Rachel, you are going to be Daphne as well as a character called Gordon, the patient caller. Great. Okay. And I believe the only person that has to worry about a quick uh, character is butting up against each other is uh, Joe. So just keep that in mind. Keep them voices separate. (laughs) Will do. All right, guys. Are we ready for this? Ready for this theme song? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So this is is my theme song, and that'll lead us into Andrew Neal's Frasier. (laughs) Dr. Crane, we'll see you now. It's Frasier. Descending on Seattle in style. Calling Frasier. Psychiatric help on the top. This is Frasier. Gonna take you out on the town. Been in Boston for a while, brother. Wanna get down? Frasier. Got his damn crashing his digs. You know Frasier. Getting into all kinds of things. Time for Frasier. Martin, Daphne, Niles, and Roz. And Eddie, of course. Don't forget that cute dog. Frasier. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, do you know that the character's name is Frasier? <laughs> what a coincidence! Oh, oh my god. Uh, I'm glad you guys yeah. like that. <laughs> I, not only does it perfectly represent Frasier, it perfectly represents you. <laughs> oh, Alright, let's, let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <coughs> Episode title Eddie Crane's Day Off. <laughs> Interior, K-A-C-L radio station, day. Our hero, Fraser Crane, is in the studio, on air with a patient. Roz listens to their conversation from the booth. So, Gordon, tell me more about this. This, uh, what was it again? Not it. He. His name was Billy. Singing Billy, the big mouth bass. Of course, of course, of course. What was it about Billy, Gordon? What did he mean to you? Well, you know... She gave him to me. Ah, yes, Delilah. Yes, he was the last birthday gift she gave me before... Before... Before she left you? Yes. So how did Singing Billy, a gift from your ex-wife, cause the disarrangement with your sister, Nora? She sold him at a rummage sale after Delilah moved out. Did you tell her how this made you feel? In a way. In what way? I screamed at her for several hours. I see, Gordon. Uh, Those close to us don't always understand what it is or isn't important to us. We have to open up to them, and then we have to listen to them in return. Openness and communication are key to the best relationships. Roz signals Fraser to wrap it up. And that's our time, Gordon. I'm very sorry about Billy. Thank you, Dr. Crane. You're most welcome. Thank you for calling. And now, a word from our sponsor, O'Malley's Bait and Tackle. (laughs) Roz hits a few buttons on the board. And we're out. 90 seconds. Bait and tackle? Really, Roz? How was I supposed to know the schlub was pointing, pinning it on the long last trout? If you want a psychic screen to call, if you want a psychic to screen your calls, fire me and hire Daphne instead. (laughs) Oh my. Now that would be a true disaster. Yeah, speaking of which, how are things going with you and Justine? Oh, dreadful. You were right. We don't have anything in common. For our first date, I recommended the Chamber Orchestra, but she insisted on going to Discovery Park. 
for a run. Ha! <laughs> Forget the orchestra. I'd pay to see that. She's just so gorgeous. We're going out again tonight at Maxwell's, but I fear this might be the end of us. Well, if you go for a run afterward, remember to pace yourself, or it might be the end of you. <laughs> Cut to title card. Niles need Daphne. Interior, Fraser's living room, night. Fraser enters his apartment and is immediately confronted by Daphne. Oh, thank God you're here. We have a bit of a situation. What is it? <laughs> Your father is upset. What else is new? No, no, it's about Eddie. He's gone. We can't find him. Well, excellent. Certainly the carpet will start smelling better. Fraser. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Where's Dad? Eddie? On the balcony. He's been calling out for Eddie for over an hour. Dad, I'm home. Martin enters from the balcony. D did you find Eddie? No. Then we're wasting my time. Dad, he's not going to hear you. We're 20 stories up. Then go 20 stories down and get looking for him. I'm sure as hell can't. Well, I can't either. I have a date. With that Ronnie woman? You know, I don't see it going with you and her. Can't you find someone a Tidmore stationary? <laughs> <laughs> Niles enters through the front door. I know, I know what you're going to say. Here for the third time this week... But I just keep borrowing the sugar, and Maris just keeps eating all of it. <laughs> oh, thank God you're here. We need you. You need me? Daphne <laughs> needs Niles? Yes, Eddie's gone. Oh. Niles? I mean, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> we must find him. Daphne smirks and shakes her head. Best of luck. I have to get ready for my date. Ah, I see your priorities. Taking out some woman j you just met rather than saving a small, helpless creature. <laughs> Little brother, if you need saving, just call and run and I'll be there. <laughs> Cut to title card, The Phantom Martin. <laughs> Interior, upscale restaurant, night. Fraser is sitting at a small table with Justine, an, ath an athletic woman in her late 30s. They both seem pretty bored. So you go hiking every weekend. Almost every weekend. Sometimes my soccer league schedules matches on the weekends, so I can't. Or there's a 5K or a marathon in town. Fraser is now screaming on the inside. Lovely! Always on the move, aren't you? Thank you for stopping to have dinner with me. I promise not to run off. They awkwardly <laughs> chuckle and take a sip of wine simultaneously. So, I... Don't recall asking, do you have any pets? No, well, no. Do you? <laughs> yes, I, I have a small dog named Roscoe. He's a black miniature schnauzer. I've had him for years. He's kind of the love of my life. Fraser perks up at this. Has he ever run away? He leans, leans in and crosses his hands to show that he's listening very closely. Um, yes, he did once. He, he disappeared for a whole night. I didn't sleep a wink, and I searched half the city before I found him. Nearly scared me to death. How dreadful. Fraser has that look in his eye as he says this, that kind of look that says a plan has been hatched. He pauses and raises a hand to cup his ear. Oh, hold on. I think I hear something. I, I don't hear anything. Yes, I believe my phone is vibrating. His phone isn't vibrating. <laughs> he retrieves it anyway and looks at it. Oh, it's my father. Oh, dear, he is. Who wouldn't call unless this was an emergency? May, may I just take this? Uh, of course. Thank you. He answers, no quotations, the call. Dad, what is it? No, Eddie, missing. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm on my way. He ends the call. Uh, you have, must have overheard my dog, Eddie, is he's missing. I thought you said you didn't have a dog. I have to find him. <laughs> Commercial break. <laughs> we come back. Title card. The difference between life and death. Interior. Fraser's living room. Night. Fraser bursts through the door. Justine in tow. Oh, we came as soon as we could. Niles is reclined on the sofa with a large bandage adhered to his forehead. I don't need your saving. My God, what happened? Martin is seated nearby on his Burka lounger. Mr. Hero here almost scooped up the wrong dog. What? Daphne enters from the kitchen with an ice pack. It was an honest mistake. The dog looked like Eddie. It was a German shepherd. It was dark out. <laughs> Daphne carefully places the ice pack on Niles' head. He winces and whimpers in pain. The owner cracked him over the head with an umbrella. Nearly knocked him out. Must have been quite an arm. Yes, especially for an eight-year-old woman. <laughs> she was a stout 60 at most. Well, <laughs> do not fret, brother. I will pick up where you left off. I'll find little Eddie and bring him home safe and sound. Oh, no, you don't. Niles jumps up, takes a step towards Fraser, and falls to the floor. Daphne and Justine move to help him, but he waves them away as he attempts to stand again. Niles, you are in no shape for this search. You couldn't identify Eddie when you were lucid. You won't be able to now. And why do you think... You, why, and why do you care all of a sudden? Because Eddie is like family to me. <laughs> Only like family. Niles, please don't be selfish. Every moment we waste here could be the difference between life and death for Eddie. Justine, shall we go? Absolutely. Fraser and Justine go for the exit. Niles rises quickly. Ah, ah, ah. I don't think so. And immediately begins to collapse before Daphne dives in to stabilize him. Niles tenses at her touch and conspicuously steals glances at her hands on him. I think it's time to call it a night. Cut to title card. What kind of night has it been? <laughs> Interior Cafe Nervosa Day. Fraser sits at a table holding a newspaper aloft before him, which hides his face. He appears to be reading until he begins to snore. The paper slowly droops, revealing a fully upright but fully asleep Fraser. <laughs> Taking a break, hmm? Fraser wakes with a snort. What? I thought. Each and every moment could mean life or death for dear, helpless little Eddie. I was out all night looking for dear, helpless little Eddie. <laughs> What's your excuse? A tap on the head from an old woman? Niles wipes down the seat across from Fraser with his handkerchief and sits. You can slight me all you want, Fraser, but don't play dumb. Your motivations are no nobler than mine. Oh? Admit it. You're out to be the hero again in order to win the favor of your latest fling. Oh, what about you, Niles? Whose favor do you intend to win? Well, I... Is it Maris's? She doesn't seem to be around. She happens to have a very... She, she happens to have a very important diabetes test today, and I'm worried sick about it. Don't change the subject. Okay. Perhaps I love this little mongrel. Well, perhaps I do too. Perhaps I do more. Perhaps you do not. Roz enters as the boys bicker. Whoa, now, Queen boys, let's take it down a few notches. He started it. Did not. They both turn away from one another, cross their arms, and pout. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not getting involved. I just spotted you here and wanted to tell you that I saw the damnedest thing outside. There was this adorable dog at the bus stop down the street, and all along, sitting patiently, like he was... Waiting for the bus or something. Thrilling, Roz. Really. Maybe I'll read about it in tomorrow's paper. Easy, smartass. I brought it up because it's weird. 
The dog looked a lot like Eddie. Fraser and Niles both react with a start and turn to look out the window behind them. <laughs> Is it him? I don't know. They both jump up, blow past Roz, and run to the door. Exterior, bus stop, continuous. Eddie sits calmly on the sidewalk amongst a small group of commuters. No one seems to find this strange. A city bus pulls up to the curb. Also, whenever we see Eddie, the Joel Cool song from Peanuts cartoons plays on the soundtrack. <laughs> Exterior, sidewalk, continuous. Niles bursts out of the cafe door first, stops, and peers down the street to get a better look. Fraser is quick to follow, but doesn't stop. He checks Niles, who yelps in surprise, and keeps running. Intercut. Commuters file onto the bus. Eddie patiently awaits his turn. Fraser wheezes as he runs, dipping and dodging around pedestrians with difficulty. Niles closes in on him, even though he runs like a Nancy. Two more commuters step onto the bus. Eddie is up next. Fraser and Niles are now neck and neck, each trying to cut the other off. I love him more. No, you don't. Eddie stands at the foot of the stairs onto the bus. The bus driver sees him and smiles. Eddie, my man, get your tail in here. <laughs> Eddie barks happily and jumps up the stairs. Fraser and Niles begin to wave their arms to catch the driver's attention. No, 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 no! Stop! The bus pulls away moments before Fraser and Niles reach the curb. They continue to call after it, but it continues down the street. Fraser doubles over in, exha- in exhaustion. Niles watches the bus go as he catches his breath. How did he pay the fare? <laughs> Commercial break. Title card, The Earth's Natural Energy Fields. Interior, Fraser's living room, night. Fraser staggers into the apartment after a long day, and night, and day before that. <laughs> the room is dark, but for the light of a few flickering candles. Daphne is seated on the couch with Martin, with a hand on his shoulder. Both have their eyes closed. I was wondering when it would come to this. Daphne responds without moving or opening her eyes. Fraser, good. You're home. Do I need to ask what you're doing? Well, we haven't had any luck searching. We're getting kind of desperate here. Martin, please. We don't want to project any desperation or negativity. So what is it you're doing? Astral projection. (laughs) Of a sort, we're attempting to send Eddie a message of love and positivity through the Earth's natural energy fields. The more the merrier, son. Yes, join us, Fraser. The more people we have, the more power for the message. I think I'll pass. This seems more than just a bit psychic. <laughs> Do you have any other ideas? I just don't see the point. It's not like it'll hurt anything. Only my reputation. No one's gonna know. Just sit down. No! Why? Because it's stupid. The room goes quiet for a moment. Martin turns away from Fraser, who lumbers into the kitchen. Interior, Fraser's kitchen, continuous. Fraser goes to the cupboard, grabs a glass, and then walks over to the refrigerator to begin filling his glass from the water dispenser. He sighs. A moment later, Daphne enters. Hey, you know, it's fine that you don't want to help us, but you didn't have to yell at your father. I saw Eddie today, Daph. You did? Yes, Niles and I tried to catch him, but he got on the bus and rode away. A bus? <laughs> yes! How'd he pay the fare? I don't know. The point is, he has the ability to come home, but he hasn't. (laughs) Maybe he just doesn't know the bus routes well enough. Please. (laughs) Whatever. The only thing I know is that your father is worried sick about that little dog, and you're not being very helpful. Not being very... I spent all night looking for him. With your girlfriend. So? 
So, do you care more about Eddie or your penis? I don't need this. <laughs> Fraser slams his water glass on the counter and storms out of the kitchen. Interior Fraser's living room continuous. Fraser makes straight for the front door. Martin is still on the couch. Where are you going? Out. Just out. To look for Eddie? No, I'm through with that dog. If I ever see him again, I'm going to... Gonna what? Fraser throws open the door and freezes. He stares down at the floor outside the door where Eddie is sitting, looking up at him with his head cocked. Fraser, what are you going to do? Fraser takes a beat, glancing back and forth between Eddie and inside. Then, he bends down, scoops Eddie up, and makes to leave. I'm going to jump for joy! Run! Run? The front door closes, Daphne enters, and Martin turns to address her. Does Fraser run? <laughs> Cut to, title card, no. <laughs> Interior, Fraser's car, night. Fraser looks ahead at the road through the slow strokes of his windshield wipers. He gestures with his cell phone while rehearsing a call to Justine. Justine, you'll never guess who I found on the way home tonight. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not missing jazz pianist Chester Buckingham, but a good guess. He chuckles to himself. <laughs> no, of course. I'm talking about my dog, Eddie. I can't wait for you to meet him. Perhaps he and your dog, Rufus, or whatever, can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser smiles and looks into the rear-view mirror at Eddie, who sits in the center of the back seat. Eddie looks directly at Fraser through the mirror. Fraser's smile fades. What? You don't approve? Eddie's expression doesn't change. <laughs> I stayed up all night last night looking for you. I think you can at least oblige me this. Eddie's expression doesn't change. It's just for the night. You'll, you'll see Dad in the morning. Eddie's expression doesn't change. <laughs> How about this? On the way home tomorrow, we'll stop by PetSmart, and I'll buy you the biggest chew bone in the store. Eddie's expression doesn't change. Oh, come on, please. I'll throw in a pack of milk bones. Eddie's expression doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser turns away from him and stares back at the road ahead. After a moment, he hits the turn signal and rounds a corner. Cut to, title card, the rule of threes. <laughs> Interior, Fraser's living room, night. Daphne is seated on a sofa between Niles and Martin, a hand on each man's nearest shoulder. All have their eyes closed until Niles steals a quick peek at Daphne's hand on his shoulder. Then he closes his eyes again and lets out a deep, satisfied sigh. <laughs> Fraser enters through the front door. He sees the trio on the couch and smirks. Hello, all. All three slump at his greeting. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser holds the door open and turns to the hallway. You going to come in? Eddie trots up to the threshold. The jingle of his collar prompts the trio on the couch to perk up and look. Eddie, my boy! Eddie bounds across the room, jumps into Martin's arms, and begins to lick his face. Niles recoils and rises off the couch. Where did you find him? I didn't. He was right here. He must have sensed your energy. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe he just figured out the bus routes. Bus routes? Yes, indeed. We saw Eddie catch a bus today. Huh? <laughs> Martin holds Eddie out and gives him a puzzled look. How did you pay the fare? <laughs> the end. Oh, good. Are you sure you haven't seen the show? No. <laughs> that was amazing. Not, not an episode. <laughs> and that was a fantastic performance. Holy crap. That was, that was very, very spot good. on. Quite fresh. Oh, my God. Thank you guys yeah. so much for being a part of this, for being our cast. You were brilliant. <laughs> Uh, Alan, you were spot on. Great, yeah. Fraser. Yeah. Oh man, everybody spot on. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for bringing thank my script to life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, now that the actors are away, uh, let's talk about this. Let's give some uh, some feedback, some criticisms. Please. This, uh, I mean, if I may begin. Please, please, go, go, go uh, right ahead, brother. <laughs> I am floored by this. What? Andrew, you have... You have made me so happy because to me, like there are there are a few things that are a bit off, but this is so Frasier, so incredibly Frasier. Like just how I mean, it, it helps that you had an amazing performance from the whole whole cast. Yeah. So props to them; they did <laughs> awesome. Oh man, Alan! Like Alan is Frasier. Well, I mean, he sounds like Frasier in real life. So mm-hmm. like, I was kind of like coming into it oh, knowing, man. but he it, yeah. God, he nailed it! Nailed it! But and it just it it feeds into just how perfect these scenes flow like real Frasier scenes. Like it's intense. You're opening with the with the caller uh, where he sort of, where they're running out of time and he sort of has to make up some really fast uh, psychiatric help that isn't really very helpful. And then it goes right into the terrible uh, terrible sponsor on the radio that, <laughs> that that perfectly plays into what they were just talking about. It's just like you've never seen the show. That amazes me. That's weird. No, I, I just put it in there as a joke since he was talking about singing Billy. You know, like what what the the worst ad to add after something like that. I didn't know that that was that's part of the format. Like oh that's something God, that they do all the time. All the time. Oh my god. All goodness. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There 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 were so many things that were very Frasery. What I I liked about this is that you went for it. You made a ton of choices throughout this. So while I think there are more things that weren't specifically things you'd see on Frasier in this than like last week we had in the Big Bang Theory, yeah, um, you just had so many things that you did hit, right? So you, okay. you had more at-bats with this, and I really appreciated that. And the overall story and, and some of the sitcom bits were just so, so good, and the, the end, uh, very funny, very, oh. very funny with him stealing the dog for his own, own purposes. Yeah, that's perfect. That is, that is pure... Yeah. Frasier Crane. And his conscience getting the best of him. His conscience uh, getting the best of him. You can't, yeah. Can't go through with it. Because that's that's classic Frasier. He'll try to do something bad, try to do something selfish, and then he just won't be able to follow through with it because he knows it's the wrong thing to do and he is the good son. Oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And the fact that you have Niles and Frasier fighting over this this mission to find the dog and neither of them care about the dog, mm-hmm. but it's just so that they can they can have their own selfish purposes. Niles wants to impress Daphne. Uh, Frasier wants to impress his girlfriend, or maybe just get out of an awkward date. Uh, either way, very selfish. Um, and that they're just they're just clashing in such a childish way. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that was that was my bonus points. Is that I wanted yep. to see a extremely childish five year old version of Frasier and Niles come out, and they so did. That little bickering, mm-hmm. and then like the angry turn away. It's just oh man. You got it. And, and then that also runs into my bonus points. He had a good excuse for Niles to see Daphne to hang out <laughs> oh and search God. for the dog. And also the kind of creepy, kind of cute thing, like with the seance. Ooh, she's going to hold my shoulder. Uh-huh. Even though he thinks it's utter bupkis. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. So, Andrew, uh, tell us about this process. How is it to write Fraser? It, this was this like with you on Big Bang Theory last week. Um, this took me a while. I spent I would I would guess that I clocked in about um, twelve hours total wow. on this. That's not just writing. That's brainstorming too. Because Yikes. I sat down 
and I outlined this completely before writing it. I okay. wanted to know the acts. I knew I had, you know, you have that sitcom structure, which is so helpful when doing this. Like, I know that I have three acts, and I decided up front, I'm going to try and fit three scenes in each of those acts um, to kind of kind of have yeah. it build that way. And so having that structure, you, ha- I had a lot to go on in terms of characters, mm-hmm. and I tried to hit as much of what you guys gave me as humanly possible. And my goal, my personal goal, was to write a good episode of Frasier. I didn't want to be, you know, tongue-in-cheek. I didn't want to make fun of it too much. You know, I'm sure there's stuff in there that is, you know, just me kind of like being playful with the elements you gave me in kind of maybe a a winking way. But that wasn't what I wanted to do the whole time. I wanted to try and hit these characters based on the information you gave me. And I'm very pleased to be hearing the, 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 the feedback that you're giving me right now. Well, I, I got to say, so as far as writing an episode of Frasier, it is spooky how many of the things that you did in this were actually in Frasier. So they've done an episode where Eddie gets away and they're all go searching for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that episode was Frasier's fault. So they used it as a rift between Martin and Frasier. So okay. you took it a different direction. Uh, with that, this just freaked me out. You had Eddie go to the bus station, which ironically ended up being the least Frasier-like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, just for a pro, a similarity, when Eddie runs away on the show, they have Daphne has a vision of him. Well, that's weird. I think he's he's staring at Doctor Crane, but that can't be right. He's over here, and, and it's just Fra- or it's the Eddie at a bus stop. Oh my goodness! There's an advertisement for Frasier that he's staring at. So I thought that's where you were going. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And there wasn't a way. But it was close. And then, uh, you know, other things. You had the the phone vibrating like, oh, that's a call to get out of the date. That's something they did on Frasier. You know, that's that's a classic thing. I mean, very sitcom-y, but something mm-hmm. specifically Frasier's done. The jokes about... Fraser being with someone who's super attractive and thus would exercise, and he's not at all into that. Very much spot on. The the yeah, behavior between Fraser and Niles, so much that was just right on in terms of how Fraser works and things that they literally have done in the show. Yeah, and you know, just structure-wise, how you built this story, I'm so impressed because you do this thing where you you brought the two threads together in such a natural way because you had this uh, story where Fraser and Justine are on a date and you have this story where Eddie has gone missing and having just, it's so natural and it's so sitcom to have uh, the date, Justine, talk about her dog and how it ran away once. I'm like, what? This could help my, per- the, this yeah. other thing, you know? It's like, wow, this works in. And, and how that led to such a natural inclusion to that plot mm-hmm. for uh, everybody trying to find the dog for different reasons. It just it it was it was beautiful. I just want to also mention that Eddie from the beginning was I wanted him to be important mm-hmm. to the story in some aspect mm-hmm. because even though I haven't seen an episode all the way through of this show or it's been years since I have, um, I've always loved Eddie. I love the look of that dog. Just yeah. any like promo material with them holding the dog. Just yeah. this is adorable. This little Jack Russell, um, and so. I just have an affinity towards that animal for some reason. And so I wanted him to be integrated into it in some capacity. And the fact that it seemed like Frazier and Niles didn't like him forcing them into this position 
I, yeah, yeah that, that was actually another thing I wanted to mention. Sturbs is spot on with Niles pretending to like the dog to be with Daphne. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they do this thing where Daphne says at one point that she never trusts a, a man who the dog doesn't like. So <laughs> Niles goes and he puts meat behind his ear oh, so that right. and he keeps licking him. That's great. <laughs> I was like, look, Daphne, he loves me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So things that you didn't get right. Yes, right. please, um, please. Well, You've been way too one, nice to me. No, no, because it's fantastic. There's only one complaint. Like literally for me, this is a perfect Fraser episode except uh, that whole scene with the dog at the bus stop. <laughs> Is 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 not the sort of thing we would actually see, and like the and like the Fraser boys like chasing after him, that sort of stuff. It's like that in the show. It might be implied, like they might talk about how they did this thing, but we wouldn't necessarily see it because we don't get a lot of uh, stuff on the street, especially early on. And I'm right. thinking about season one here, where instead they would we would see them enter uh, the 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 coffee bar. Uh, talking about all this stuff that just happened, it's like, oh, we just tried to chase down Eddie, but he was sitting. Yeah, exactly. Hard, yeah. He was, he was, he got in a bus. How did he pay his fare? I don't know. Yeah, you know I love that. The rule of three is wonderfully yeah. <laughs> Um But like, we wouldn't necessarily see all that because that's too. This is a three camera show. You know, this is a studio show. That was definitely a risk. I knew yeah. going into that. I think you even said that. Hey guys, or we've been talking about it with these sitcoms. Set it in these locations. It has to be in those locations. But, you know, I think of Friends, and and Friends has a lot of stuff like backlot streets. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was imagining for that, you know? So I was like, this doesn't seem too out of, like, sitcom. You know, they'd be able to do something like this. Sure. Um, But the idea of doing a sequence like that that was a little more action-y, you know, very visual as it turns to dialogue-driven, I wanted to try something. And I also, based on what you were saying, um... The uh, this Fraser search for Eddie overnight, mm-hmm. you know. Again, like I originally had the idea to do a scene where he with him and Justine at night looking around, but that was one of my very early cuts, and so no, I was tried to make that jump. That was smart. That felt very Fraser. The allusion to that that we did not get to see. That's, okay, that's great. Spot cool. on. And as far as some things that aren't Frasery that I saw, so not only is that bus scene in a location that you probably want to get because it'd be too expensive, they'd have to build something or go. And you'd somewhere. have to have a bus. Uh, <laughs> the bus driver who's buddies with Eddie. <laughs> I, I, you know that that's just totally outside of the realm of what <laughs> what Fraser does. Uh, and you could have maybe redeemed it by tying him into being friends with Marty and, and maybe they went on the bus. You know, there would have been ways of doing it, but I know you're just having fun. Sounded like, you know, it's a Charlie Brown kind of thing. You had the music there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I always, so cool. I saw, I, I treated, yeah, I treated uh, Eddie like Snoopy. Eddie was Snoopy in my mind, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> The other things you had Maris eating sugar and yeah. the oh, diabetes yeah. thing, which is completely opposite of Maris. Like she's, she's never touched. She, you know, like will have a leaf. For her entire meal for the day. Okay. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting yeah. choice. Like, oh, where did you where did you get this idea? Is she yeah. like like horribly obese? Is what's going on? Just eccentric. That was okay. just kind of like what I was thinking. And the whole idea of coming over to borrow a cup of sugar, you know, like yeah. that, like excuse. I, I I just like what if Niles did that three days in a row? Right. You know, like sure. what what was his excuse at that point? So, so the idea would be just he was just making it up. Well, I don't know, because then in the later scenes he brings it up again, like she has this diet diabetes test so i don't know all right (laughs) maybe i didn't think about that one through too much (laughs) Uh, there there are a couple things that you wouldn't really have a way of knowing um at one point fraser drinks water and he's always only drinking wine or sherry 
Yeah, water's uh, too pedestrian. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have Daphne say the word penis? Oh, Which yeah, that threw me off. She always say a British euphemism. I mean, that's just a general She'd talk TV about it thing. for sure. She'd... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like it's Prince Charles. You know, I don't know what <laughs> she would say. Uh, but then the other thing that threw me out was you did make jokes in the title cards that were spot on, Fraser, and you made others that were just jokes, right? Okay. Like, like the rule of threes wouldn't really be a card that we'd see there. Uh, the Aaron Sorkin reference I liked a lot. I, did, I missed this. What was this one? So there's a card that was, what kind of night has it been? Okay. Which Aaron Sorkin calls his first season finales or his series finales, what kind of day has it been? Like on West Wing, on uh, Sports Night, Studio 60, Sports Night, Newsroom. Yeah, that's the name of the episode. So okay. <laughs> nerdy reference. That's great. <laughs> uh, made me laugh, but it's something that you wouldn't see on Frasier. The ones oh, where absolutely. it was a setup, like a line in advance, very good. Like Those ones, not as much. The, the no like the, the the no was good. Yeah. The, the Niles need or Niles <laughs> need Niles, yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, all all fun stuff and great performance by the cast here. Yeah. So uh, just to to kind of wrap this up here, yes. I think I'd, I'd like to give you your score. Okay. Please, right. please. Yep. So yes, there were some inaccuracies. None of them really distracted me from the story. Um, not enough to make me knock you any points. You got my bonus points for the childish thing. Um, they're the childish um, Fraser Niles in fight interaction, whatever. Uh, so you got everything. I I love this. I think this is the best thing you've written on the show. Oh my period. goodness! So I'm giving you uh, if if this is the radio show, the 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 call in psychiatric help with Fraser Crane radio show. Uh, you got callers on the line, but all five <laughs> stayed on the line. Yay! Ooh. No nice. hangups. Yeah, no hangups. Thank you. Okay, Marcus. Yeah, and I, I enjoy this quite a lot as well. Like I said, even though there were things that weren't Frasery, you really went swinging, and I could tell that you put a lot of effort into this and came up with a strong story, hit a lot of it spot on. Uh, so this credits of each Fraser episodes end with tossed salads and scrambled eggs, as we heard yeah. Alan sing <laughs> earlier. Yeah, yeah. Maybe or maybe we blipped it. And licensing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to give you 11 out of 12 scrambled eggs uh, in the nice. dozen. Of course. And, you know, uh, a little bit of tossed salad on the side. There we go. Oh, man. That, 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 that sweetens the deal. Can I just say, your theme song. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Thank you. Oh, it's my I favorite thing. I loved it. It's the best. The, the production value. Oh. <laughs> no, it was, it was fantastic. You oh, did a great man. job I, with I that. I got to give a lot of credit to Reed. When he when I first go, he turns in this beatboxing beat, yeah. and I just was rolling. Oh, it was completely – I gave him Beastie Boys as, yeah. a, as an inspiration. <laughs> very, very you. Very and, you, Neil. And – he gave, he returned that beatbox thing, which is so different than I was expecting. But I just I loved it so much fun. That does definitely definitely doesn't hurt your score. No, <laughs> thank you. Spot on. Yeah. So, All right, guys. Where can we find Fraser if Frasier, I want to if I want to check it out? Uh, I you know what I watched it on Netflix. It's all on there. Just fantastic. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Is it for free on Amazon? Yep. Like on the Prime? Oh, well, if, if you got Prime. If it's the Prime. You I got the DVDs. The you know, it's in a constant repeat in my house. <laughs> yeah, so come on over to Marcus's house. Watch Frasier. Uh, the yeah. address is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely check it out. You got to watch some of this, man. Like, even, like, episode one, the pilot. Just start there because yeah. it's that good. 
I am going to watch this. I like like getting into the X Files again after doing that episode. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of Fraser playing in the in the Neil home. Oh, very soon. good, good. Yeah. So thanks so much for writing. We have to thank the beautiful cast for doing such a wonderful job thanks at performing this. Thanks to Reed for that music. Yeah. Hello. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's it for this week. Unless anybody has some final thoughts. Otherwise. I think I think we should play the theme for the audience again. All right. Well, we'll, we'll definitely play it. <laughs> <laughs> on the way out so uh we're gonna we're gonna cue that up uh and until next week thank you everybody for listening to to sham fiction and yeah just remember um we have one more week of oh sham comms yeah. um so Exciting. tune in for that um oh i gotta write something <laughs> yes yeah, it's Marcus's turn so but i'm so looking forward to it, given the property that we're doing really pumped i'll wait till the post credit sting to reveal anything there you but, go there you go all right thanks everybody Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Big thanks to this week's guest performers, Rachel Palaszewski, Joe Rapp, Katie Vanelli, and Alan Voigt. Thanks to Reed Reimer for writing the music, and Tremendous Entertainment for providing the recording space. For more episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Hey, next week we're doing Friends. Exciting, I know. But in the meantime, I'm going to leave you with some of this. Dr. Crane, we'll see you now. His name is Frazier Descending on Seattle in style Calling Frazier Psychiatric help on the top Yes, it's Frazier Gonna take you out on the town Been in Boston for a while Brother, wanna get down Frazier Got his daddy crashing his digs You know the Frazier Getting into all kinds of things Time for Frazier With Martin, Daphne, Niles, and Roz And Eddie, of course Don't forget that cute dog Frazier